Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. So your love walk speaks a lot about you. But here's what I want you to know. The path to victory is everybody's journey to arrive in a destination we're looking to see. Of course, most of us would like to skip right to the end, but guess what? You got to go through these necessary stops. It doesn't work that way. To receive from God and see these breakthroughs in our lives, we got to follow the path that God laid out for us through his word. And the first stop you're going to make is the love stop. You got to stop there first. It's the truth. Keeping God's commandments are a prerequisite for God. But here's the key. And I don't want you, if you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life and you've taken steps of obedience, the love of God is inside of you. But unless you decide to take steps to develop that love, it will remain hidden inside of you for eternity. Because you'll be born again, but you're not flexing your love muscle. You're in there just holding back. Love is a decision. It's one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. And I got news for you. I'm going to show you ways to do this. Here's what you got to know. Love is a decision. It's not a feeling. So I don't want to hear none of this stuff. I don't love you. Shut up, man. Don't love you. People choose not to love. Love is not an emotional feeling. Love is a choice. Somebody came home and said they don't love you no more. Big deal. They don't know what they're talking about. They just chose to stop loving. Love is not a feeling. It is a choice. We got marriage problems. Yeah, you got marriage problems the minute you stop what? Walking in love with one another. I can see you guys are going to be a great audience today. Just put me up a little bit. I'm going to need help. Come on, right? This is what I'm trying to get you to understand, and it's very, very important. Love is not a feeling. Love is not a Hallmark movie. Come on, stop. Oh, my God. They tried to make me watch one of those things the other day. How do you watch these stupid programs? Oh, my God. I was like, yeah. This stuff, it's like, and then Gianna, she's great, but she's, she's something else, that kid. Then she starts critiquing the thing while we're watching it. Like, who goes to school? She's like, who goes to school on Christmas Eve? I'm like, it's a movie. It's not real. Who shows up on Christmas Day with that? Nobody. Stupid Hallmark. Done. One movie, one year, done. It's not a Hallmark movie. It's a choice. It's not a feeling. It's a choice. But you got to make sure you what you guard yourself in love and watch. You got to be careful. You do not become emotional in your love walk. Why? Because the minute you make it about emotions is the minute you're going to step out of love. Because you're not going to feel like doing it. See, like oh, you know. And God made a bunch of special people. You know, I don't know why, but He did. And he makes these special people just for me and you to go to another level of walking in love. So point number one, I'm going to give you four powerful points today. You're going to have to become a doer of the word of God completely if you're going to be a person who walks in love. Now, that might seem simple, but I'm not doing this for humanity. I'm doing this for love. Does that make sense? Are you here? You pulling this in? Because here's what will happen if you're not careful. Nobody else is doing it. Well, God didn't say do it because everybody else is doing it. Do it because I told you to do it. And it's going to look like sometimes when you walk in love, you're giving grace to people that don't deserve it. 
But I got news for you. God gave you grace when you didn't deserve it. And here, and here's the big one today. And I really want you to, I really want you to pull this in. It's really important. There's a lot of evil in the earth. Okay? We're not going to overlook evil for walking in love. Evil is evil. But just because evil things happen doesn't allow me to walk in unforgiveness. That's the hard part. And I'm not going to sit here and say everything that everybody's faced in life in this room that you've gone through was God, because it wasn't. Some of it's just evil. I mean, we just went through it with this. This thing with, with the family and all. It was evil. It's pure evil. There's no other way to say it. It's evil, and that's what it is. And we're not going to go there, but here's what I want you to know. We still got to have a place in our heart to be people of love. The Bible says vengeance is in the hand of the Lord. I don't want vengeance in my hand. I want mercy in mine. It's important. Let God fight your battles. And the minute you don't let, the minute you keep holding people, God can't start working on those people. Because the Bible says, until you forgive, God can't move in your situation. If you really want to see results, become a person of love. Look right here. Absorb it. I want you to see it in James. So this is why we abandon everything morally impure in all forms of wicked conduct. This is what I want you to see. you got to abandon your opinion. You lose a right to have an opinion the moment you become a person that walks in love. Write that down. I don't have no opinions. The minute you become a doer of the word of God, you lose your opinion. Because my opinion doesn't matter anymore. I take God's word and replace it for my opinions. The minute you become a doer of the word of God, what do you do? You abandon opinions. You become sensitive in your spirit. You absorb the word of God. Why is it so important to be a person of love? Because watch this. The word of life has the power to deliver you. That's what it says. Check this out. Keep going. Thank you. See it? Now watch verse 22 because this gets deep. So don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. Haven't we been there? I know what I'm supposed to do, but I don't want to do it. How many of you know you're supposed to, you know, you ever get, you ever get a little ornery, get a little, get a little salty, you know what I mean? And you act a little goofy and you know you did it. And you know God wants you to make it right, but you don't want to make it right. That lying church, I don't know how you pull this off every single week. It's a miracle lightning doesn't come out of the sky. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what? Husbands and wives, you know what I'm saying? You know when you spice it up a little bit? Like, I went in there one time, told PL, I'm like, look, let me tell you something. God forgave me. You should too. I firmed up, man. I don't play no games in that house. I said, look, hey, God forgave me. You should try it. Got quiet in that house real quick, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you know what? We all, but you ever make a mistake or you say something, you know you say it, you wish you had like a fishing reel, you could reel it back, too late, it's out, and you know you did it. And then God's like, hey, you better go make that right. And you're like, I know, but not yet. <laughs> ah! You know what I'm saying? You don't know, you know, Tony, you know what I'm talking about? That's when you go in the garage. Just go in the garage, take a couple laps, work it out. 
you know, go back in, be like, I'm sorry. No, you know what I'm talking about. And then God starts dealing with you a little bit, but you're not ready to face off with it because you kind of like the emotional spot you're in right now. You got you to lose that, man. Become quick to walk in love. Why? Here we go. Look at this. She's going to pop it up there. When you see it, it's going to get nasty, right? Here's the thing. If you don't respond to truth, you are basically walking in the essence of self-deception. Wow. So the Bible says if you know the truth and you don't do it, you deceive yourself. You don't even need the enemy. You're jacked up all on your own. Well, see what I'm saying? Don't be a discarder of the word of truth because here's the thing. Look at verse 23. This is good, the poetry stuff, but watch this. If you listen to the word of God and don't live out the message you hear, you become a person who looks in the mirror of the word of God to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. And you what? You perceive how God sees you in the mirror, but then you go out and forget your divine origin. You know what he's saying? You know, what happens when you look in the mirror? You see your what? You see a reflection of yourself. What happens when you look in the book? You see the reflection of the spiritual you. What happens when you leave the spiritual you? You go out there walking in the street like the natural you. That ain't good because you ain't that man no more. Remember, remember back in the day when you didn't have Jesus? Oh, Jesus, God Almighty. Remember how unforgiving you were? Remember how, remember how you, 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 could, you could keep a grudge for 20 years? Everybody feel better. Don't you feel better about yourself right now? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Don't, remember like how you would be, oh, ornery is all get out. How many of you got people around you like this and you cannot even understand them anymore because you're a brand new creature in Christ? You know what I'm saying? Man, I was somewhere the other day and these people were just ugly about it. And I said, man, you people messed up. And God's like, they're lost. Ding dong, wake up. What'd you expect out of these people? I was like, man, I don't know how people live like that. Oh, I was on the plane. I was on the plane, you know, and, I, and we got broken up a little bit. Man, this lady next to me, man, all she talked about was all this, this and that and can't afford, can't, she said can't afford 18 times and I felt like giving her money. I was like, will you shut up with the can't afford? I got to go fly here because I can't afford, can't afford the Uber, can't afford the ticket. I was like, is that all you live with is can't afford? I felt like giving her 500 bucks and say, shut up for the next 15 minutes. Let's get on this plane and get out of here. People just live in this world. You know what I'm, you don't live like that. You don't think like that. You don't walk like that. You don't talk like that. Why? Because you looked in the mirror of the word and you became a new person. You used to be cheap. You used to be complaining. You used to be a grudge holder. You used to be a non-forgiver. You used to be. You see what I'm saying? Be a doer to work. What happens if I know to do the truth and I don't do it? You deceive yourself. So what do I got to do? I got to be quick to be a doer of the word. Okay, I like the amen, but here's my question. How many of you guys know to do good, but you still don't do it? That's a better amen. Come on, see I'm in the same boat with you. Are you seeing how you become a person of love? Now watch this. It's good. Now this is why we don't do it. It looks like we're being taken advantage of if we're the person that always gives. And especially to the people that don't deserve it because they're ugly and evil and they did it. Don't worry about it. Remember this scripture. 
I gave it to him early. I'll, I'll give it to you early. Go to Ephesians 6.8. You got to live by Ephesians 6.8. Write it down. Change your life. Because here's the problem. Uh, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man does, the same shall receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. You see it? You understand what that means? You know what that means? I'm going to do good to you. And if you don't do good to me, I don't really care. God's going to do good to me. You get that? So when you think about the person side, remember I taught you, man, if you think of the man side of this, it's impossible. Look at the God side. It's easy. God gave it to you. So remember I told you, so reap, reap, so I didn't know. I was like, bro, I was like, what is he talking about? I'm like, no, God, you're wrong. <laughs> what a goofball I am, right? You know? <laughs> Billy, I was laughing because I was like, no. That's not, you reap, you reap what you sow, God. God said, no, you need, to, you need to sow what you reap. I said, no. That's not right. Whatsoever man, he shall. God told me, no. What'd you get? Sow it. So what? What you reaped. What did he give me? He gave me forgiveness. I didn't deserve no forgiveness. He said, give it away. It ain't yours. He gave me love when I was unlovable. He said, what did he tell you to do? Give it away. Come on, broken arrow. What did he tell you to do? Give it away. Give it away. Forgiveness? Man. He said, give it away. I gave you mine. My God in heaven, are you kidding me? To people that don't deserve it? Yeah, give it away. Because guess what? You didn't deserve it. I gave it to you anyway. See what I'm saying? Be quick. Everybody say, I'm going to be quick. Be a doer of the word. Here we go. Point number two. Hold on to your seatbelt. You're gonna have, if you're gonna be a person that walks in love, you're gonna have to make the decision to forgive once and for all. Man, this one's good. I gotta forgive once and for all. I don't need to keep picking this thing up, man. I didn't tell you. People didn't do evil things. You understand me? I didn't say it was good. I didn't say you grew up or you went and experienced. I said this. I still got a plan to play. I still have to find a place to forgive, even though. Don't you forget it. You want to see it? Scripturally, this is going to change your life. Let them get a good picture of that for a minute and let them pull this in. One of the most important aspects of love is forgiveness. Remember we talked about it? You can't walk in unforgiveness. Look at this in the passion. Did you get that? You got to see this. If you freely forgave anyone for anything, then I also will forgive him. And if I have forgiven anything, I did this for what? Christ's sake. That's what he's saying before Christ. But look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. This is insanely awesome, right? So that we would not be exploited by the adversary. He's saying, you see it? Unforgiveness is the bait. Are you getting this? Somebody say this out loud. The bait of Satan is unforgiveness. So now, see what I'm saying? Now, if you don't know it's bait, what do you do? You almost hold it. Like, man, I'm mad at you. No, chill, dude. That's bait. Okay, check this out, right? If, if you knew there was a trap, right? Just picture this in mind. If you knew there was a trap waiting for you, would you willfully go walk in it? Be stupid, man. Come on, stop. Leave that up there. Let them see that, please. Right? So, now what? The adversary 
for he's got clever schemes. You see what I'm saying? So he's got this trap of offense waiting for you. And you think, oh, it's the people. No, the people are pawns in a game. Some people are not under the submission of God. So they just, they're setups, man, for a problem. So when you see it come and go, oh, that's a trap. I'm not getting in there. Don't you go in there. You ain't going to walk in no natural trap. Why in the heaven? So next time you see a fence, what are you going to say? People were walking out. Listen, people were walking out of church at 9 o'clock. They looked at me, and they said, we just were in this last night. I said, yeah, you got in a, you know, they got this tiff. You know, they got in a yelling match. You know, married people. You know how you do, right? So they, this is their first rodeo, you could tell, right? And they're like, we stood up half the night, you know, working it out. I said, you work it out? They said, good. I said, good. You realize that's bait? Next time you in the house and you want to fight, that's bait. If I put, yeah, yeah. If I put a bear trap, you ever see a bear trap? Right? You ever see a big bill? I just watched a reel the other day. There was a bear, got his paw caught in the thing. You know what I mean? And it was sad, but he got, they let him loose. It was free. But you ever see like a bear trap on snaps and the guy puts a stick in that thing, goes iron, boom. Right? How about we get a bear trap? I'm going to go get bear traps. I'll get them on Amazon. They sell everything on Amazon. Guaranteed to get a bear trap. I'm going to go get a bunch of bear traps and I'm going to lay them around the church and I'm going to say, hey, who wants to be the first person to go step on a bear trap? Who's going to volunteer for stepping on the bear trap? Raise your hand. You're going to do it? Okay, good. She's going to snap her leg and then we'll be good. Okay, we're praying for Miss Crystal. She's a squirrel. Stick with squirrels. Stay away from bears, right? You're not going to go and put your foot in a bear trap on purpose. It's what? It's crazy. So here's what I'm saying. Next time you see a fence go, it's crazy. Why you enter into it? It's bait. It's a setup from the enemy. Look at it. So, we got to be careful that we're not exploited by the enemy, adversary, devil. Say it. He got clever schemes. His clever scheme is offense, unforgiveness. Why you enter into it? Next time he shows up in the house, say, we ain't going there. Shut this down. We are not going to get in strife over this mess. We are not going to get an unforgiveness over this mess. We are not going to do it. Are you here? Are you seeing what I'm saying? Look at this. Unforgiveness is the devil's poison. You know what? I said something in the morning service. It might help you. I'm going to tell you what. If you literally get in this thing too deep, you will basically almost become foggy in your head. That's the easiest way to say. Have you ever been so shot out about something mentally, you almost don't even think right? You know what I'm saying? You ever get so angry, you don't even think right? Yeah, you actually lose your sanity. From That's what this thing does. That's literally what this does. Don't hold it. Don't hold it another minute of your life. Forgiveness is poison, man. Unforgiveness, I'm going to say. It's poison, man. You do not, you know, and it was funny. I, I use this in the morning service so it'll help you because I think it really, there's a strong anointing in there. I walked through a season when, when, when it was like, and I was laughing about it now, but I walked through a season and it was like, it kind of rose up against me and I didn't do nothing. It was like, I didn't, bro, I didn't do jack. And they were like, oh, you, it's you. I said, it ain't me. It's all these other idiots. That's how I went. That's how I, that's how I said. I just said, no, this, these jokers are nitwits. They're like, no, it's you. 
and the people were like, you know, kind of falsely accusing me. And it wasn't nothing big. It was just stupid stuff. I said, man, I told, it was a big story, whatever. So they said, I said this. I said, I did say that. And the bottom line is like, oh, you know, because you're provoking. I said, I didn't provoke nobody. I said, this is what I said. This is what I did. And it was done. But they all coming at me. A lot of it. And I was like, well, God's working out. And literally God moved. And the way God moved was kind of wild. And I said, whoa. And I was happy about it. I'm just being straight. You know? And they tried to come back to me. You know, it was funny. I had this instructor in school. He tried to come back after it all. You know, came back around. He's like, well, I just want to talk to you. I said, I don't really want to talk to you, bro. Because a week ago, you had me public enemy number one. Now you found that I'm not. And now you think we're all that. And I told him in the morning service, I said, I used to be street before I was saved. So me and you ain't going there. Because you ain't have my back when I told you to have my back. Don't think you got my back now. I wasn't that sanctified back then, okay? I'm working on this. You know? And they're all like that. And I'm like, good. I'm glad everybody blew it up. And I'm glad the whole thing was a mess. And I'm glad everything went down the way I said. Because that's true. And literally, it was crazy. Mom, my mother tell you. I literally was stupid in my head. And I walked away and God's like, no, that ain't right. It took a minute, man. I I had to come down from the cloud because I was right. You never get justified and it almost feels good even though it's a disaster for everybody else and you don't care. I was right there, man. I was there. And the Lord said, you better fix your heart now. And I repented, and it was like I came out of a cloud. I can't even explain it. You know, just come out of this. You ever get so angry? You're like mad. You know, guys know what I'm talking about, right? You're like, you're so mad you can't even think. Your frontal lobe is all screwed up. You're just left field. You're like, you know, you're just messed up. And then you kind of calm down, and you're like, what is wrong with me? You ever been a guy you don't like? (laughs) Like, who is this man that lives inside of me? You know what I mean? Or some, you know what I'm talking about? Ladies, you just say, like, what is, like, the kids are wearing you out, and you snap. You're like, oh, you're like, whoa, whoa, okay, calm down. You come back to normal, and after you get out of crazy and come back to normal, you're like, who is that person? I didn't even know they were in there. You know, I just did it this week, went to the city, you know, had a good time. And then bike riders, man, I'm strict with the lights. Liz will tell you, you know what I mean? Like when you're supposed to walk, walk. And if you ain't supposed to walk, I yell at you. I yell in the car, I yell. You know, and this little bike guy went flying by and he was wrong. It was not time to walk. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I almost ran into Lauren and, and, and G, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. And three quarters of the way down, Mark, you should have seen this guy. He turned his head. I said, trust me, you do not want to turn your head. I said, dude, keep riding your bike. Just ride your bike because you've never seen the anointing like this before. Go. Right? I can get there. We can all get to your kids, your wife. You can get there. I got there quick, bro. I was like five-fold ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Smacko, bro. No, you don't like you. I'm like, who is this guy? You know, and then my kids are always quick, like, the church should see you now. It's like, the church is me. Shut up. Come on. Can I, yeah. You know what I mean? Luca, right right away, he's popping over. You, you're some man of God, Dad. I'm like, you want me to do a, run your video through the church? Thank you. Come on. Right? So I'm kidding. But you, you realize sometimes I got to walk in love, even with the dumb bike ride guy. Come on. The Uber Eats guy. You got to get there. And sometimes you see. Wow, that's a trap. That ain't, that's a setup. Next time you see that unforgiving thing or that offense or whatever, say, that's a bear trap. 
You ain't going to stick your foot in no bear trap. Not willfully. You see it? It's a setup. So even that little bike ride thing, setup. That traffic thing, setup. Life's a setup. God bless you. See what I'm saying? You got to prepare yourself to understand this is not just normal life. There is a game being played and your life is on the line. Do not get offended at stuff. It's not worth keeping. Look what the scripture said. Check it out. Watch it. Pull it in. Oh, I see it. It's right here. Don't give the slanderous accuser of the devil an opportunity to manipulate you. Why? Because why? Don't let him do it. Don't let him do it. Don't let him do it. Why? He's dangerous. Number three, write this down. You got to start understanding that I got to start speaking what? The right kind of words. Decide to speak godly words. If you don't start speaking godly, guess what? You ain't never going to be a person that walks in love because you're going to have to give people grace that don't deserve it with your mouth first. You have to say the right thing. Look right here. This is that scripture we started with. Don't give the slanderous accuser an opportunity to manipulate you. If anyone you has stolen, don't steal no more. Right? Become industrious, earning a living. Then you'll have enough to bless. Never let ugly, oh my God in heaven, look at this. Don't let ugly words come out of your mouth. Come on. You don't wear no ugly clothes. Well, some of you do, but it's a joke, man. Relax. What's wrong with these people, man? Chill out. Now you're like, if he's looking at me, does it? No, I'm not thinking it's you. What's the matter with you? You guys got to lighten up in church, man. Come on. Come on. You ain't wearing no ugly clothes. You ain't marrying no ugly man. Come on, girls. Come on. You ain't going out no ugly person. Amen. <laughs> oh, come on. Stop. You here? What's the matter with you? You know what I mean? Like, oh, let me get the ugly one. No. Stop it. What's wrong with you people? Now, some of you pick a peculiar person, but God bless you. <laughs> Listen, man, you ain't got no, why are you laying ugly? Come out your mouth. You know what I'm saying? You ain't riding no, you ain't living no ugly house. You ain't riding no ugly car. You ain't dressing. You ain't dating no ugly. Why are you laying ugly? Come out your mouth. Don't let ugly out your mouth. Here's another one, right? Hate-filled words come out your mouth. Whoa. Whoa. That's a good one, right? Don't, I, I should make a t-shirt. Don't let ugly out your mouth. Right? Got to be careful. Got to be careful with your words. Why? Because your words are the barometer of your love walk. You know where your words go, your body's going. But instead, let your words become beautiful gifts. Oh, my God. Let some gifts come out your mouth. Beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace. You know what grace means? Give them a little bit more credit than they deserve. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? When somebody jacks it up, you know, they'd be like, well, you could have done worse. No. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, find something. Like, you know that person that you could find nothing nice to say about them because they're just whacked out? Just like, at least you got nice hair. I don't know, find something. But realize this. You got to make sure ugly doesn't come out of your mouth. Why is that? Because you got to realize this. Speak words of grace to help them, 
Your words of grace is helping somebody become the person they don't see themselves as. If you could speak them up in their future, they can step into that person. That's why you never speak to anybody where they're at. I got guys, like sometimes, I don't speak where you're at. I speak where you're going. Because if we saw where you're at, we don't want to stay there. That's everybody. We're going, we ain't talking where we're at. We're talking where we're going. We ain't making that kind of money. We're making that kind of money. Right now we're here. We're making, we got that kind of marriage, but we want that kind of marriage. We ain't talking where you at. We talking where we're going. Talk big. God's a big God. Look at the next verse, though. Look at the next verse. Check this out. Ain't this good? The Holy Spirit has sealed you until you experience your full salvation. So never grieve the Spirit of God or take for granted his holy influence. You know what that means? Your mouth can grieve God's heart. You don't want to let your mouth grieve God's heart. Last one. Check this one out. If you're going to be a person that walks in love, you're going to have to start deciding to believe the best. The best of situations. How many, how many know what I'm saying? Like, minute it hits, oh, my God, it's like a five-alarm fire. You got to believe the best of situations, right? Yeah, you know, nothing ever good happens. My, what, now what? You know what I'm saying? That five-alarm fire goes off in people's lives because they feel like, you know, it's not negative only. It's not really believing the best. You know what I'm saying? And we got to start believing the best in people, even the winners. Now, God made some winners. God has a really, really, really funny sense of humor. He's made some really, really, really wild people. I was like, God, you know, it's cool you make them, but why do they have to cross my path? Couldn't they like be in like Minnesota or something? Like, why do they got to be here, right? So what I'm trying to get you to see is that sometimes you're going to have to believe the best of people that don't give their best. Now, whether they're not giving their best because they don't know or they don't understand or maybe they're, they don't get it, guess what? You're still going to have to believe the best and them that don't know how to give the best because that's what love does. I want you to see this because I think it's important. And, and, I, and I really want you to look at this because I, I think this can help you. Look, look what it says in 1 Corinthians 13. If you love someone... You'll be loyal to them no matter the cost. Wow. If you love someone, you'll be loyal to him no matter what cost. You always believe in him. You always expect the best of him. You always stand your ground and defend him. I'm going to leave you with this story, right? PL knows what I'm talking about. She's the only one. I'm sitting with this. I'm sitting with these people. And, um, excuse me. And I like that believe the best. Can you pop that scripture up one more time? Because I want you to see this. Thank you. Love is loyal. Love loves no matter what the cost. Love expects the best of people, even when they're not giving their best. You can be giving your worst. I'm expecting your best. And love always Stands the ground of defense. I'm sitting with these guys. And my buddy's telling me a story. And he leans over. He said, I'm in this meeting. I got this world-renowned preacher. If I mentioned their names, you'd know them. I got world-renowned preacher one sitting here. I got world-renowned preacher two sitting here. He told me who they were. And they said, I'm sitting here. And they start talking about my friend. And I'm eating. 
and I could see where this is going. And these guys are going off. And the guy that they're talking about, I know. And he's really, he's kind of difficult, just to be honest. He is what he is. And they're just going off. But you got to make a decision, man. Knowing all the while that if I open my mouth, he says, he says this to me, because I know if I open my mouth right now, the doors to the world are going to close. And I got to make a decision. Here's preacher one, preacher two, talking about preacher three. I'm in the midst of these people. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going on. And they keep talking about this guy. And he knows, he goes, if I open my mouth, these doors are going to close to this whole thing. It's going to cost me probably millions of dollars, but I got to make a decision. Never forget the story as long as I live. He said, I pushed back from the table and I said this. Do you know him? I mean, you know, that can be startling at a dinner table. Do you know him? Guy one says, no, I don't really know him. Guy number two says, no, I don't really know him. Goes, well, I know him and he's my friend. And, and he's not who you think he is. And in my presence, don't talk about my friend like that. Do what you want to do in private, but don't talk about my friend like that in front of me. Said I knew when I said it, I closed the door to the world on me, but it was okay. He said, whether that guy knows it or not, I don't know, but I know in my heart I did what I needed to do. You know what I thought of walking away from that conversation? I want to be that guy. You compromise so many things. We compromise things for success, fame, whatever we call it. It ain't worth it. Be the person to love and love people. It might cost you some stuff. But you ain't losing nothing. Walking in love. Protecting them that, I don't know, God would protect. I don't know. But I know this, that when you put love first, Love will never leave you behind. We're going to make room for Jesus. we got to make room for love in our life. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for these guys. They're walking in love greater than ever before. They're not only the people of love, growing in love. May they never, 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 have to question how much you love them. Reveal your love, reveal your heart. Bless them and keep them and watch over them all the days of their life. Let them lead with love, mercy and grace forever. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for a minute because I want to give you the opportunity this morning that maybe you're not in a place where your heart's right with Jesus. Maybe you're not living right. Maybe you say, I haven't made room for him in a minute. Maybe you say, I've never made room for him. I've never asked him to be a part of my life. See, we have a God that loves us so much that he gave his own life, not just so that we would spend eternity with him, but that, so that he could come alongside us here on earth. And this morning, if you're in here today, no one's looking around because this moment is just between you and God. This morning, if you say, you know what? I need to make room for Jesus in my life. 
I need to ask him into my heart. I need him to be my Lord. I need him to be my Savior. Would you just raise your hand this morning and say, that's me. Would you be brave this morning and say, I want to make room for Jesus. Thank you. That's the most beautiful thing you could ever do. Can we just all say this together? Say, dear Jesus, I believe in my heart that you are the son of God. And I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I ask you right now, come into my life. Forgive me when I haven't been pleasing to you. And from this day forward, I choose to make room for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Come on and rejoice this morning. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.